Today is the 23rd day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today. Well, it's wonderful to be here every day. It's wonderful to have a place to be together. And I'm glad it can be this place here around the global campfire to take the next step forward. We're in the book of Leviticus right now, and Leviticus can seem to be tedious, but it is teaching us about clean and unclean and things that are on the surface and things that go skin deep or below the surface. And so we continue our journey today with Leviticus chapter 14. And the Lord said to Moses, The following instructions are for those seeking ceremonial purification from a skin disease. Those who have been healed must be brought to the priest, who will examine them at a place outside the camp. If the priest finds that someone has been healed of a serious skin disease, he will perform a purification ceremony, using two live birds that are ceremonially clean, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. The priest will order that one bird be slaughtered over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the live bird, the cedar stick, the scarlet yarn, and the hyssop branch and dip them into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered over the fresh water. The priest will then sprinkle the blood of the dead bird seven times on the person being purified of this skin disease. When the priest has purified the person, he will release the live bird in the open field to fly away. The person being purified must then wash their clothes, shave off all their hair, and bathe themselves in water. Then they will be ceremonially clean and may return to the camp. However, they must remain outside their tents for seven days. On the seventh day, they must again shave all the hair from their heads, including the hair of the beard and eyebrows. They must also wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. Then they will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, each person being purified must bring two male lambs and a one-year-old female lamb, all with no defects, along with a grain offering of six quarts of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, and a cup of olive oil. Then the officiating priest will present that person for purification, along with the offerings before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will take one of the male lambs and the olive oil and present them as a guilt offering, lifting them up as a special offering before the Lord. He will then slaughter the male lamb in the sacred area where sin offerings and burnt offerings are slaughtered. As with the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. It is a most holy offering. The priest will then take some of the blood of the guilt offering and apply it to the lobe of the right ear the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. Then the priest will pour some of the olive oil into the palm of his own left hand. He will dip his right finger into the oil in his palm and sprinkle some of it with his finger seven times before the Lord. The priest will then apply some of the oil in his palm over the blood from the guilt offering that is on the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will apply the oil remaining in his hand to the head of the person being purified. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. 
then the priest must present the sin offering to purify the person who was cured of the skin disease. After that, the priest will slaughter the burnt offering and offer it on the altar along with the grain offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the person who was healed, and the person will be ceremonially clean. But anyone who is too poor and cannot afford these offerings may bring one male lamb for a guilt offering to be lifted up as a special offering for purification. The person must also bring two quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil for the grain offering and a cup of olive oil. The offering must also include two turtle doves or two young pigeons, whichever the person can afford. One of the pair must be used for the sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day of the purification ceremony, the person being purified must bring the offerings to the priest in the Lord's presence at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will take the lamb for the guilt offering along with the olive oil and lift them up as a special offering to the Lord. Then the priest will slaughter the lamb for the guilt offering. He will take some of its blood and apply it to the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will also pour some of the olive oil into the palm of his own left hand. He will dip his right finger into the oil in his palm and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord. The priest will then apply some of the oil in his palm over the blood from the guilt offering that is on the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will apply the oil remaining in his hand to the head of the person being purified. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. Then the priest will offer the two turtle doves, or the two young pigeons, whichever the person can afford. One of them is for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering, to be presented along with the grain offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. These are the instructions for purification for those who have recovered from a serious skin disease but who cannot afford to bring the offerings normally required for the ceremony of purification. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When you arrive in Canaan, the land I am giving you as your own possession, I may contaminate some of the houses in your land with mildew. The owner of such a house must then go to the priest and say, it appears that my house has some kind of mildew. Before the priest goes in to inspect the house, he must have the house emptied so nothing inside will be pronounced ceremonially unclean. Then the priest will go in and examine the mildew on the walls. If he finds greenish or reddish streaks and the contamination appears to go deeper than the wall's surface, the priest will step outside the door and put the house in quarantine for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must return for another inspection. If he finds that the mildew on the walls of the house is spread, the priest must order that the stones from those areas be removed. The contaminated material will then be taken outside the town to an area designated as ceremonially unclean. Next, the inside walls of the entire house must be scraped thoroughly and the scrapings dumped in the unclean place outside the town. Other stones will be brought in to replace the ones that were removed and the walls will be replastered. But if the mildew reappears after all the stones have been replaced, 
and the house has been scraped and replastered. The priest must return and inspect the house again. If he finds that the mildew has spread, the walls are clearly contaminated with a serious mildew, and the house is defiled. It must be torn down, and all its stones, timbers, and plaster must be carried out of the town to the place designated as ceremonially unclean. Those who enter the house during the period of quarantine will be ceremonially unclean until evening, and all who sleep or eat in the house must wash their clothing. But if the priest returns for his inspection and finds that the mildew has not reappeared in the house after the fresh plastering, he will pronounce it clean because the mildew is clearly gone. To purify the house, the priest must take two birds, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. He will slaughter one of the birds over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the cedar stick, the hyssop branch, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird, and dip them into the blood of the slaughtered bird and into the fresh water. Then he will sprinkle the house seven times. When the priest has purified the house in exactly this way, he will release the live bird in the open fields outside the town. Through this process, the priest will purify the house, and it will be ceremonially clean. These are the instructions for dealing with serious skin diseases, including scabby sores and mildew, whether on clothing or in a house, and a swelling on the skin, a rash, or discolored skin. This procedure will determine whether a person or object is ceremonially clean or unclean. These are the instructions regarding skin diseases and mildew. Mark 6, 30-56 The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, you feed them. With what? They asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of fifty or a hundred. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. A 
total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida, while he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages, cities, or in the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Psalm 40 for the choir director, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. Oh, Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or in offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, look, I have come, as is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Proverbs 10, 11, and 12. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. 
the words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Okay, so we're continuing to move through Leviticus and the Mosaic Law, and we're beginning to see that what's woven into the fabric of what the people are supposed to do is reminding them of a spiritual underpinning of identity, who God is, who they are, what's going on. And so we've seen this in the concepts of clean and unclean, of surface deep or below the surface. So we see that like everything is connected to something else because our physical and our spiritual existence, these are not mutually exclusive experiences. What we do within ourselves affects what we do outside of ourselves. What we do outside of ourselves affects what we do within ourselves. Exterior conditions indicate interior issues. And we see this again today. We're talking about mold and mildew from thousands and thousands of years ago. So why are we talking about mold and mildew from thousands of years ago? There's still mold, right? Like that has not been eradicated from planet Earth that I am aware of, at least from the state of Tennessee where I live. It's still here and nobody wants it in their house. And, and everything that Leviticus is talking about as far as like kind of quarantining his home, getting everything out of there, inspecting, removing, tearing it down as far as you got to go to get it clean, replacing things, replastering things, making sure you got rid of it, like mitigating it. And if it can't be, then condemning it. Well, I mean, I guess we, we have the practical value there. Mold running rampant in a in a community out there in the wilderness with nobody to call, right? No mitigation services, no homeowners insurance, nothing like that. This gets spread, so we can see that. But then there's this. I, we're we're learning how to read the Bible in so many ways by just looking at this. We can go like, okay, that has nothing to do with me. Or we can realize it has everything to do with me. What mold is thriving in the basement of my heart? Like winding its way up those dank walls that I don't go down and inspect and that I'm allowing to spread. Because ignoring that is going to cause more and more damage and become harder and harder to remove. And that, well, like, we, we know that. Like, if we find mold in our house, it, the walls might need to come down, rooms might need to be gutted, everything's got to be moved around. We're like left disrupted for months. Reconstruction may have to happen depending on what's going on. Think of this in spiritual ways. Think of the spiritual implications. Sometimes there's work that actually has to be done if we want what we 
say that we want, which is to be holy, which is to be set apart, which is to be true. And sometimes it requires going back to foundations, tearing out walls, pulling out stones. I, I know this for a fact. Like, I, I know this for a fact in my, like in my own story. I know this is true. I think we all do. I think there are a lot of us that are like, I don't have, I cannot tear my house down. There's too much going on. I can't even keep up with all that I've, that all that I've got swirling right now and the anxieties that are created here and now, I can't go back to the root of anything. And I think what Leviticus is trying to say is that it won't work. Like eventually, eventually it won't work. We can't let things grow that should not be growing, thinking that we will take care of them later. That's like ignoring the mold in your house, winding its way up the walls. That will eventually condemn the place. And so Holy Spirit, come into that. We invite you, you are speaking to us and giving us plenty, plenty, plenty that we have to examine or that we are at least invited into. Whether we will take your invitation or whether we will just go, I have, I'm just too busy for this and blow by. I guess that's the choice that we make. And every week we reset and say, this week will be determined with the choices that we make and the words that we speak and the actions that we take. There's never going to be a good time. There's never going to be a good time to slow down and think about mold and mildew in our lives. And so this is as good a time as any because this is what the scriptures have brought up. And so come Holy Spirit and lead us where we need to go. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com It's on base. That's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so check it out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop, whether on the web or in the app. Check out the shop, the different categories, the different products, the different resources that are there, including the brand new uh, Snapback established hats that we have for this quarter the uh the can or they're they're mo i was gonna say camo because we've had those they're but they're like that color but they're solids so it's moss and khaki and they're super sharp with the with the um the leather logo on them so anyway you can check them out in the daily audio bible shop as well as the other things that are there and thank you for your partnership and if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app 
That's the red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, DAB family. God bless you all. Lisa from Georgia. You called in regarding your husband, um, cardiac issues. He's 56 years old and diagnosed with sarcoidosis. Father God, we just come before you, Lord. We know how scary this can sound, Father God, especially when he's being told that it's spread to his heart, Father God, and then having cardiac issues on top of that, Father God. Father God, we just come before you, Lord, because there's nothing that you cannot do. There's nothing that you cannot reverse, Father God. What seems impossible for man is possible for God, Father God. So we just come before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father God, and we are just asking for healing father god in the name of jesus father god but even more importantly than that father god i'm praying for peace father god the peace that surpasses all understanding father god the peace that allows her to live into her faith father god in the name of jesus they have a seven-year-old daughter father god right now in the name of jesus and this fear is crippling her not letting her sleep father god so we ask you father god and i pray in agreement not just for 15 years more father god but to extend his life even further than that father god to see his daughter grow up and go college and get married father god so father god there's nothing that you cannot do and i thank you in advance in the name of your son jesus amen nancy from new york your friend holly in georgia had a migraine and cat scan showed a brain bleed father god we come before you lord and that the surgery we had, Father God, was able to drain that hematoma, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, while she's in rehab, Father God, that she will be recovering, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And praise God for their salvation, Lord. And we thank you for saving her. We thank you for that migraine that was able to reveal that in the name of Jesus. Esther, I love you. Hi, DAB family. This is Daughter of the Most High. I'm calling in to request prayer over my marriage. My husband and I have been separated um, since November of 22, living in separate homes, and we have a son. And God is doing amazing things in it, but I just pray for his healing over my marriage. I pray for his redemption over my marriage. I pray for us to be able to see each other through God's eyes. I pray for any shutters to be lifted. I pray if we are seeing each other over with any type of hurt or any type of rejection from each other that is lifted. I pray we are able to lay down our anger and our bitterness. I pray we are able to allow God to fully come in our hearts and change our hearts towards each other and truly receive his healing and his forgiveness. I just pray for restoration over my marriage. I also pray for my husband himself. I pray for his salvation. I pray that he's able to forgive himself. I pray that he's able to lay down any chain, any burden in the name of Jesus, that he's able to lay down any unforgiveness, any guilt, any shame that he is carrying. I pray that he's truly able to lay himself at the feet of Jesus, that he's able to fully surrender his heart, that he's able to fully surrender himself and just walk with our Father and know who our Father is and know how much our Father loves him. 
Oh, I just pray for him and for him to have a relationship with the Lord and to know the Lord and to know his heart and how much he loves him. I thank you so much for your prayers over not only my husband, but our marriage and for it to just be a godly marriage, for him to be an example to my son of how to be a masculine Christian man. Thank you so much for your love and support. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. My name, my nickname is Dee, and I'm a listener from Daily Audio Bible since October I am a school teacher in an inner city school, and I received word that one of my students, her cousin, is in critical condition. Um, she had found a loaded gun and shot herself um, in the head, and um, the doctors are talking to take the right eye, and also they're not sure about brain activity. This toddler is in critical condition um, so I have not had any updates in the past two or three days but I just needed to ask for prayer from a community filled with hope and faith and that I know you will pray so thank you very much hello this is John Ransom calling from Budapest uh, this time I'm calling in for prayer for my brother-in-law he and my sister live in the United States, and he's uh, in his early 70s, but still active and, and a skier. And he had a skiing accident, which uh, you know broke several bones that he's recovering from. But in the process, they also, the doctors, they uh, discovered that he had a, a serious heart condition um, that was blocking his heart. Uh, I won't get into the medical term, but. Um, um, Due to the accident, he also contracted sepsis, which is uh, very, very dangerous. It's on the mend, but the basic issue is that he's going to need uh, pacemaker surgery, and they have a temporary um, solution to keep his heart pumping. So uh, I do believe that he is a believer, or at least in the basic sense of believing in God. I don't know if he knows Jesus, but uh, apparently from what my sister wrote, he has taken this as a sign that there are things that are more important in life than others. And so his name is Daryl, and um, like I said, they live in the United States. And if you could pray for Daryl, not only for his heart to be healed, for him to completely um, recover from sepsis, that the broken bones will heal in his rehabilitation, but most especially that his heart would be turned to know Jesus Christ uh, totally and completely and unreservedly uh, with a new heart, with a pacemaker when he has that surgery. Uh, I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, and her name is Cindy. So it's Cindy and Daryl in um, the United States. Thank you so much. 